Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast. I am your host. My name is Teague Ridge. As always, I'm joined by Rick Hines. What's up, Rick? What's going on, Teague? We got a f- fun and an exciting yeah. show for you today. This is right something up, a little different. Well, this is right up Rick's alley, by the way. So this is this is Rick's gig. Uh, so again, let me mention Guardian Baseball. Today's podcast is brought to you by GuardianBaseball.com. Shop for baseball and softball gear, locally owned, free shipping, free returns. If you use the code Kentucky and a Travel Ball, you get an additional 15% off. One more time, because people are taking advantage of this and this is a great, great deal. Use the code Kentucky and a Travel Ball for an additional 15% off. It's kind of getting to that time of the year as well. So if you're interested in, in team sales, so uniforms, um, you need to buy 11 helmets, 12 helmets, you want to buy some bats, whatever it may be, catcher's gear, you can hit up team sales at guardianbaseball.com and you can get a some additional money off on that as well by by mentioning Kentucky and a Travel Ball. Yeah, it's a great deal. It is a great deal. So today we're super excited. As you can see here in the middle, we have Mr. Dave King with us. Um, Dave is a good friend of my uncle, Jack, and Jack called me and he said, Teague, I've been watching your baseball podcast. It's awesome. He goes, you got to have my guy Dave on. I was like, okay. He said, he's got the number one baseball memorabilia collection in the world. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And, and, and he's whipped out a few things to show Rick and I here right now. It's pretty incredible. Dave, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So, Dave, I was fascinated there for a couple minutes. Tell us about your baseball background. Oh, my God. I started uh, baseball with uh, Mickey Mantle. He was my hero. Okay. And I became a New York Yankee fan, of course, a Mickey Mantle fan, and I followed him my whole life. Of course, I played baseball in uh, Little League and Senior League and high school. And uh, believe it or not, I was actually fortunate enough the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, wrote me a letter when I was 16. Okay. And invited me to a three-day tryout camp in Owensboro, Kentucky, at Kentucky Westlands Campus. Yeah, all right. And Bill Mazeroski and Bill Verdon ran the camp, Mm -hmm. which notable Bill Mazeroski is a Hall of Famer. Sure. And so I went up there to uh, Owensboro and tried out for the Pirates when I was 16. And at the end of the three days, they said, well, you need to come back next year. Okay. (laughs) So... uh, I more or less gave up baseball and started playing softball seven nights a week. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, but then, but you also mentioned you've been a scout. I, I, well, when the Louisville Redbirds originally started here in Louisville, uh, big league manager and player Jim Fergosi was their manager. Okay. And uh, I threw BP batting practice and more or less was an assistant coach. It was he and Dyer Miller. Back then, you only had a couple of coaches. Now, oh, yeah. Now there's a hundred, you know, bench <laughs> oh, yeah. coach, pitching coach. Sure, ready. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd hit infield to the guys and take throws at first and throw BP. And wow. It, it uh, was cool. a lot of, lot of fun. And uh, I, I did it free gratis. You know, I donated my time because okay. I love baseball. And then the uh, California Angels approached me uh, about scouting. And uh, I said, well, yes, because that's giving you a little money. Yeah, so okay. I, I had to leave my BP pitching job for the Cardinals, and I went with the California Angels. And uh, I scouted like Rafael Palmero, Randy Johnson. I, I got some old reports at the house, so I saw some pretty good players play. <laughs> I, oh, it sounds like it. You said you've, you've been to spring training for how many consecutive years? This year was my 41st straight year without missing spring training. It's a uh, just a passion of mine. It's, Do you go to Florida or Arizona? I got, I've been both. I've been okay. to Arizona. I'm Florida. I hit every team, but the Red Sox, uh, 
I'm a Yankee fan, so I don't go. Okay, the Red stay Sox. away from the Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> so, so my uncle tells me when you go, you know everybody, so you know everybody there. Well, I, I've been going so often. Right. I can, I can walk in a ballpark and there'll be some guy and go, "Hey, that's a King guy from Kentucky," or "Hey, I know you," or "You know, I've seen you so and so." So, and then I know some coaches and players, and, and that's helped me with my autographs over the years. Pretty awesome, man. All right. Well, Rick, you're going to drive here because this is a little bit more your world than mine. But yeah. so before before we get away from this, right here, and I'm going to do some close-ups here with one of the cameras here in a second. But that is a – tell us what this, what's the, what this is, Dave. I got that bat in 1968. I was in Kansas City, and it's okay. a Mickey Mantle gamer. He had it in his bag that he was going to use that night in Kansas City, and I happened to run into his agent at the time, whose name was Whitey, and told him I was a Mickey Mantle nut and uh, just shooting a bull with this guy right. over, over an hour or two, sitting there at the game. Uh, when the game was over, he went down in the clubhouse and came out with his bat and Mickey. And uh, Had you ever met Mickey Mantle prior to that? In uh, 68, no, I had not. Okay. Uh, I, I've met him several times, even had lunch with him before, but that was the very first time. Wow. So I was like, oh, my God, I was just shaking. <laughs> sure. Yeah, here's my idol. Sure. <laughs> it was it was a heck of an experience to say. And then he least. signed it. Yep. I, I mean, and there's not too many of those out there, I wouldn't think, right? I, would, I wouldn't think Not either. like that. No. <laughs> not like that. I mean, this is not a store model. This, right. this was his actual bat. Weight specifications and length, everything made the way he So my mom did the travel. She was a travel agent, and she did the travel for Pee Wee Reese. And she set up a meeting. Well, I got to eat lunch with Pee Wee Reese, and he signed a few things. And um, I've since showed my son, who's 12, and into baseball cards and into baseball. And he watched the movie, the Jackie Robinson movie. Great movie. And he's like, you knew Pee Wee Reese? And I was like, <laughs> I, I got to have lunch with him. And he thought it was the coolest thing ever. And as a, at the time, as a kid, I was just like, I don't know, some old guy. You know, I didn't really know. You know, I didn't know any better. The significance I of it. I, yeah. Right. And I look back on it now, I was just like, wow. Well, my son had the same experience. My son's name is Mickey. Okay. After Mickey Mantle. And... Uh, I'd go to spring training, and, and in 89, I had a really good friend of mine, Jim Adusi, played with the Milwaukee Brewers. matter of fact, he played here with the Redbirds All right. originally. And uh, we had breakfast one morning with uh, Paul Molitor and Robin Yant, and, uh, you know, just me and my son and Jim and those two, and that that meant nothing to him. And, you know, now they're both Hall of Famers. But, sure. Uh, he, he was so used to, as a small kid, going to spring training and yeah. seeing all these players it it really didn't register to him right. who he was meeting, right. who he was seeing. I yeah. mean, I got pictures of him and Dave Winfield holding him down on the field, and, <laughs> and that didn't even relate at the time, which yeah. now it does. Sure. Right? Some oh, strange yeah. guy holding me. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Rick. Yeah, so, so me and my son um, got into sports cards kind of in the last four-ish years. Uh, we started out just buying baseball cards. He liked, he liked getting every team. You know, he, we collect the set. We just go out and buy the box sets. Uh, here recently, we, you know, as the sports card business has boomed here in the last couple of years since the pandemic, Crazy. Um, you know, do you get involved in that at all? Or yeah, do you buy these cards? I, I'm so old school, guys. I, I'm I can afford it, but I I won't go out and buy a hundred dollar box of cards. Mm -hmm. I just I've been. I've got, mm -hmm. I used to buy cards by the case, not box, by yep. the case. Right. And uh, I was paying $10 a box for 89 Upper Deck, yeah. which that's Griffey's card. Yeah. And I've still got four or five boxes sitting around the house. So 
I can't make myself go out there and pay $150, $160 yeah. a box of cards, uh, but I might get them through a trade through somebody else okay. who maybe went out and bought the box and, and say you got two of some guy that I don't have. I said, right. oh, why don't I trade you? So I do that more than I do. So so you collect some of the new cards still? Oh, yeah, I got a ton. Like all the judge and all the people like that, I got all their rookies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Otani, you know, all those guys. I got all, every year they're, I got all those rookie cards. Okay. Well, it's been nuts. Well, so it's, it's hard to track down a box, first of is. all. They're well, hard to find. Well, I, all right, to let our listeners know <laughs> a little bit here. So Rick was one of the guys that would go at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning and go sit outside Target or wherever yeah. to be able to buy the cards. To get in line to for, be able to spend my money to buy cards. It's crazy, <laughs> man. And so, yeah, but they would, stopped doing that. Well, what happened? Something happened at Target, right? So, Well, okay, let's, let's jump back. Pre-pandemic, uh, you could go into Target, Walmart, whatever. You, you'd find some boxes on the shelf. Sure. You know, a box, if you're watching, uh, bo- you know, a small blaster box is what they call it. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, take it off the shelf, go and ring it up. Right. Um, two or three if you want. Right. Um, so Target figured out what was happening with some of these guys. They would buy everything off the shelf. Okay. You know? 20, 100 boxes just on their own, and they would, they were flipping them. And they would go sell them elsewhere, They'd go right? sell them. They wouldn't open them. They'd go, you know, some people would open them. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they go and resell them for a higher value, flip it. Yep. Um, so Target caught on, realized some people were getting upset. They were never able to get mm-hmm. cards, so they created, created a process where they put you in line on a certain day, and you, you were limited, you know, one or two boxes at a time. Right. So that's where we, that's where we jumped in, and mm-hmm. you know we're like, okay, let's wait in line, and <laughs> started out just me, and then the whole family got involved. I'm yeah. like, well, if I can only get two, yeah, <laughs> let's that, put my wife in line and everybody. Her, she can get two, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. at the time the kids were on NTI, and you know their classes didn't start till later, so sure. they would jump in line. So I had the whole family in line. We'd get ten boxes all at once, right? Um, <laughs> But we weren't there necessarily to flip them. We we didn't want to yeah, resell them. My son loves my you're son loves sports cards. Right. Whether it you know be he's mainly into baseball, but he also likes basketball and football. Yeah. So that was an affordable way for us to afford them because now you go and find a twenty dollar box that somebody bought, and I mean it could be a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's uh, just out of my price range. Now, Dave, are you finding that cards are worth more right now than they were just a couple of years ago? Hundred uh, percent. Cards have increased, and like he said, I don't know if it's the pandemic or what the heck it was, but yeah. uh, the card market just exploded. I mean, literally in the last couple of years, uh, it has gotten like he said. You, Target now has a sign in the store. If there is is a box of cards on the shelf, they only let you get one. There's big signs everywhere. Sure, I mean, sure, yeah, but you won't find them right now. Yeah, you won't find them. That's the whole problem. But uh, it's uh, it's gotten unbelievable, unbelievably more popular than it has been in a long time well it's it's pretty crazy and and so you're not just doing cards so obviously so you got a glove here so tell us about the glove uh i was in spring training uh uh and uh i was fortunate enough to get this off paul molitor okay he just broke it in for spring training it's gonna be his game used glove right here so (laughs) i got it from him before he uh started the season i was very fortunate pretty awesome Uh, and what about the baseball oh that's an old joe dimaggio joe dimaggio that i've had some time and i've got I think I've got three of these at home. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I've got seven mantle balls and probably 30 mantle eight by tens and Hall of Fame plaques and books, and I've got all kinds of mantles. What, what is your most valuable piece that you have? 
that's my pride and joy the the bat mickey mantle game autograph i can't i mean i can't imagine yeah. i mean golly yeah. <laughs> is, is it it take quite a bit to top that i've got a mantle gamer worn cap autographed also that Jeez. i keep in a plastic case where light doesn't hit it that's uh, incredible i've got quite a few mantle how fans. about cards wise you have quite a few of his well at one time i had every one but the 51 and then i got it uh, uh the 52 rather tops rookie and uh I was promised another one, so I sold the one I had. Mm. Then when I went to get the other one, the guy had uh, sort of cut my throat for a few dollars more, and I lost the. Uh, well, tell me that story. What do you mean wow. you were promised? How does that work? <clears throat> I ran criminal court at the Hall of Justice uh, for my living. Okay. An attorney friend of mine knew I was a big Yankee fan and Mickey Mantle fan, and he came to me one day in a criminal court and said, Dave, uh, my brother's got a jewelry shop over on Barstown Road, and he's got a mantle rookie card in there he said uh he's got it priced pretty good and the car's in pretty good shape what's priced pretty good how much was it it, it was seven thousand this is back in probably late 80s okay early 90s, all right which was a good price yeah so uh i got off work that day hell i went straight over okay all right <laughs> i got my car and drove to barstown road and uh there was a card and i didn't have seven thousand in my pocket <laughs> so i said uh uh, I will definitely uh, take that card. Okay. I think this was on a Wednesday or something. I said, uh, pull it. It's 100% mine. I said, your brother sent me over here. Right. And he goes, oh, okay, that's cool. And I said, I'll be back Friday with uh, 7000 cash to yeah, give you, you for the card. Sure. So I hustled home, and there have been two or three guys looking at my card. And, of course, I'd never sell it. So I said, you guys uh, interested in my card still? And I'm like, yeah. So one of them came over and purchased my mantle. And I took that money with some money I had. And mm. Friday after I got off work, I drove straight over to the jewelry shop with my 7000 cash. And I walked in. I said, I'm here to pick my mantle up. And he just kept standing there. Oh, no. <laughs> and I go, remember me? I'm Dave, Dave <laughs> right? King, your brother's. I'm, yeah. I'm here to get my mantle. Oh, man. Well, well a guy, guy came in, and, and he offered me. I said, I didn't offer you anything. You told me what the price <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, I'll be right. And I told yeah. you I'd take it. He, he, he said, well... He paid me more. Oh, oh man. man. That had to be a So you missed feeling. out on that one, huh? And you haven't been able to find them since? Oh, yeah. You can find them since you want to pay. <laughs> yeah. You want How to much place? are they now? God, 300000 Oh, wow. <laughs> so you would have had one. Golly. <laughs> yeah. So give me some oh, more stories on that, Dave. What, what are some well, other? After that story, I'm sort of sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I understand. That makes me but, sick. I mean, do you have any? Have you bought anything at a, at a reduced price that's now worth just astronomical amounts or? Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I've got a. I, first of all, I started collecting when I was very young. Okay. And uh, WHAS did a, a story on me one night on TV, and and uh, the guy was saying, "Well, you know, h- how did you collect all these cards?" I said, "Well, I started at a real young age." I said, "You know, when you were a kid riding around the neighborhood, you had your bike and." Everybody would take a card and put it in a spoke. Well, that's what yeah. my dad did. It's what he told me. He'd put them in a spoke with a clothespin uh-huh. and yep. make this. I said, "Well, yep. I, I carried a deck of poker cards in my hip pocket, and when I saw somebody getting ready to stick a Mickey Mantle in the spoke, I said, hey, let me give you the Jack of Diamonds.' And they <laughs> didn't care. So <laughs> I was just fortunate to have a enough yeah. brain in my head to yeah. let's take care of these ball cards. No, and so I guess you you kept them in mint condition all those years. Yes, I have. I put them in hard plastic and put them in. Uh, Safety deposit boxes in two or three different banks. Now, do you, wow. Do you, do you send any of these cards off for grading? Oh, hell no. I, and, and everybody's into that now. I mean, yeah. golly. 
And like my autographs, I got every, and I've got thousands of autographs. I got every autograph standing beside that person, just like I'm sitting here with you sure. guys. Right. Sure. And they're not graded. And, and everybody goes, well, those aren't worth anything. I said, mm-hmm. well, that's just your opinion. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like paying 30 to $50 if somebody tell me my autograph's real when I got when it. you were there in person. Yeah, so. <laughs> is that it? I'm David? old school. Or, or, yeah. you, or, you, or you worried about them maybe damaging a card? Or, or? I, would, I would never. I was at a show one time, and Ted Williams was there signing. And a guy had a, a Williams rookie card. And he went up to Williams, and he'd been signing balls and jerseys and flats, you know, eight by tens. And that's the first card I think somebody gave him. So he took this card and he scooted back and he put it on his on his leg and he bent it down and signed it. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And the, and the guy couldn't even speak; he was so tore up. Oh, I mean, bet. I, bet. I mean, so I don't get any valuable cards signed at all. Okay. okay, fair enough. That makes sense. You know, so I had a I had a buddy of mine. I don't know if you have any Pete Rose cards, but but I had a buddy of mine in Vegas, and this was this was last year, and he calls me and says, "Hey, my son's name's Talon." He goes, "Does Talon like Pete Rose?" I was like, "He doesn't know who Pete Rose is." <laughs> he goes, "Well, he's over here drunk signing <laughs> signing in front of Caesar's Palace." I was like, "Wow!" But I mean, apparently Pete Rose has kind of fallen, well, not fallen that <laughs> lately, but so so what do you have Pete Rose wise? I got a ton of Pete Rose stuff. Uh, Anything's oh autographed. <laughs> Autograph bat, autograph eight by tens. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, I, I've got the. He day, doesn't sign anything. <laughs> the day Uh-oh. he, the day he broke the record uh, for the hits. That's the I most apologize. interesting ring I've ever heard in my life. I, I, <laughs> That's awesome. I've, I've got the uh, picture with him signing it, and it's certified. That this oh yeah, day. sure. Of course, th- those were multiple produced, I'm sure. But uh, I took a picture of him when he was with the Expos the one year in uh, in West Palm Beach, and. Uh, he was in a batting cage, and the guy in Sports Illustrated had seen the picture, and he offered me $200 for it. And I said, no, I don't sell my stuff. I'm strictly a collector. I do it for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. And Pete saw it, and he goes, you going to give me that picture? And I said, nope. So uh, <laughs> Pete was a jack on hide. I mean, I've been sitting at an exhibition game in Louisville, and Pete be managing the Reds, and throw me up bubble gum for me and my kid. And I've been with him in spring training. We'll be walking along. He looks up and says, I bet you a hot dog, the guy on first is going to steal. And I said, it's a, it's a bet. You know, of course, I lost. You know, he knew the right. signals. He yeah. Yeah. He's the one giving him. the signals. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then I've been with him where uh, uh, met him backstage at a show he was doing at Bellarmine College and went up and said, hi, Mr. O. He looked the other way. I had an 8 by 10. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Don't even look right. at me. Don't even acknowledge <laughs> right. me. I mean, but that's Pete. He's yeah. just – Good guy one day back All on. right, so that leads me to the next question. Who, who's who been the biggest jerk you've met? Justin Verlander's probably one of the, oh, at the wow. top of the page. Interesting. Hmm. He uh, very, very rude when he blows you off most of the time. Okay. Uh, doesn't even acknowledge you sometimes, won't look at you. Just And then if you seem to perturb, make him perturbed. Right, right. He will, he will rip you up. Uh, wow. Um, I got an instance. I'm not going to use any names, but one of my friend, well, more than one, but I got a friend who's coach of the Detroit Tigers. Okay. And another coach, uh, a buddy has his, said, man, I'd love to have a Justin Verlander autograph. And this coach goes, that's no problem. I'll get him for you. So this is in spring training. So he went in after workout one day and said, uh, Justin, did you sign this ball for a buddy of mine? And Verlander took the ball and signed it. Well, the next day they were on the field, and a couple of coaches came up and goes, 
Oh, my God, Verlander was ripping you apart. He was, can't believe a coach on this team come up to me. He goes, what? He said, I didn't get it from me. I got it from a buddy. He said, that's just Verlander. (laughs) Wow. So he told my friend, the coach, he goes, the last day of the season, he goes, I don't want to cause any turmoil in the clubhouse. Right. No friction. The last day of the season, he goes, I'm taking this ball back to Verlander. Tell him to stick it where the sun is. <laughs> oh, well, good. Oh, that's man. So, all right. How about how about the nice nice guys? Yeah. Oh my God, Brett Butler used to play for the Dodgers. Oh yeah, I remember it? Brett Butler. He would. I was at Dodger Town one day, and I wanted his autograph, and he goes, "Dave, I'm going in the clubhouse, sir. I'll be back and sign." Well, you hear that? Your you've heard that your whole life, like right. a million times. Never sure. seen him. Yeah. yeah. So I walk off. I said, "I'm not yeah. getting this autograph." Well, about 15 minutes later, he comes out, and he's. Oh, so he's looking for you. Looking yeah. for you. So people okay. run over and he just ignores them. It's, no, and he sees me. He goes, motions for me to come over, and he goes, "Let me sign that. Let me sign that card for you, that ball." And, wow, that's awesome. And that's unheard of. Oh yeah, that's unheard of. Okay, but the, Smoltz, yeah. Lavin, they all right. were awesome. Both those guys. What were, about Greg Maddox? If you're gonna go down there, Maddox path. would sign. Yeah, but he played a game with you. <laughs> if, if if Glavin came out and there were twenty people. He signed 20. Mm-hmm. If Smoltz came out and there were 20 people, he signed 20. Mm-hmm. If Maddox came out and there were 20 people, he'd sign 15. <laughs> and you never knew which one it was going to okay. be. He'd skip. And, man, you're trying to hustle. Oh, is he going to skip uh, okay. here? Okay. And he always uh, – And one day I found out he was going to play in a golf scramble. Yeah. So I just went out in the parking lot and, and sat there in my car. And uh, I saw him come out of the clubhouse about 40 minutes later. I was waiting, you know, waiting for Maddox. Right. So I saw him come out and go down the parking lot and start towards his car. And by the time he got to his car, I was at his car. And I had an 8 by 10 He goes, he looked at me, he popped his trunk, and he goes, you're good. You knew I was playing golf today. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you're good. And I said, well, I just took a chance. He goes, yeah. he goes you earn it. He goes, what's your name? And he even personalized it. Oh, but there you, know, you go. So, uh, there you go. He That's used to thing. love to play games. That's the thing. Getting these autographs, it's time-consuming, right? It is. So, it is. so we were at a game uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, a Cincinnati Reds game, and my son happened to get a foul ball during batting awesome. practice. He's like, let's get somebody to sign this. And I'm like – Okay, let's you know, let's think about it. So after the game, it's I mean, it was a late game, and I'm like, I don't even know that they'll come back out to sign anything, and I don't want to stick around for an hour after the right. game with everybody else that's trying to get an autograph. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's time consuming. Well, what's the best way to get something signed, Dave? Honestly, the best way is spring training. I mean, I've gone to ballparks, I've gone to hotels, which I hate to do, but uh, spring training it's more leisure, uh, more laid back. Not as many people. And I always get there. I report before the pitchers and catchers, because a lot of the players get there. A lot, a lot <laughs> of <funny>. players, <laughs> a lot of players get there early. Right. And I'll go to the camp, and I'll get there seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. My wife tells everybody, "Hell, he's never worked as hard in his life when he goes to get autographs." <laughs> right. And I might not come home to seven at night. Okay. But uh, you get there early, and you see them come in, and a lot of times you can get lucky catching them going in. If not, then you got to wait till they come out and walk on the field. You can get lucky then. If not, then when they walk off the field, a really good chance. And then again, you hit the parking lot when they leave. So I, I do all of that in a day with every what team I happen to be working that day. And 
like like <laughs> it's a it's a long day. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. And I, man, I stood out there where you stood outside of Cincinnati waiting for to come in. Yeah, and I'm like man, two or three hours. It's gonna be two o'clock in the morning till <laughs> yeah, we leave. You're right. Yeah, I mean for just a chance, like not even. And then they may say no. Sure, you're, yeah, and yeah. then right, and they may not even sign. Exactly. You know, I was at a I was at a Cincinnati's Red game. Right behind home plate, and my brother-in-law had these tickets, primo tickets, right behind home plate. They bring you food every inning. It's insane. <laughs> so my little cousin, his, his son, or my little nephew, excuse me, he had on a Billy Hamilton shirt, and we're right there, and he was probably four or five, so he was young, and Billy Hamilton was on deck, and he noticed he had the hat on, he, he, their shirt on, he said, come here, handed him his bat, and went and got a got a. Wow. It's the middle of the game. It's that, on deck. That's unheard of. On deck. That's wow. I thought we were, it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, my my son who who he doesn't collect quite as much as, as Rick son does, but he loves baseball cards. He was just like that was the coolest thing ever. And, it is. You know, and he gave him a but he noticed that my son was with him, and he gave him a ball. And wow, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and nice. some people, some of these guys go out of their way to, especially for kids and that kind of thing, to make them feel good about it. But like you said, I mean, there's some that, you know, are just, some that want no part of it. Yeah, they're you, just jerks about yeah, it. Yeah, you're bothering me. You yeah. Know? But they got to figure that's that's why you're there. That's that's who's, pa- that's who's paying for your tickets. Yeah, I mean, that's who's yeah, keeping you in really. Like, Pedro you, you Martinez be, was bad at that. He would, uh, he would only sign for kids who had no clue who he was. I mean, what? two, three, and four year old kids. Uh-oh. And if an adult or a teenager approached Wouldn't him, sign. he blew them off. And, and, you know, the kids were taking him napkins. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh my God, this guy's, you know, heck of a pitcher, going to be in the Hall of Fame probably. And he's only signing for these kids who don't even, but he did that purposely. He didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to mess with the uh, sure. ad- adults yeah. and the, and I've seen Ricky Henderson. You're talking about a, a piece of work. Of course, Ricky always talks in the third person, like Ricky does this or Ricky wow, does that. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, anybody will tell you. Uh, so the Mets um, told him that he had to go to a signing there in St. Lucie at spring training for the high school team. They were uh, doing it as a fundraiser okay. to help the baseball team. Right. So it's like, I don't know what it cost to get in, but I, I bought a ticket and uh, – Everybody's lined up at these banquet tables, and the whole team is signing, man. I mean, it's awesome. You're going down with your cards or your okay, 8 10 or right. your ball. And uh, I look around. Henderson's not there. And so show uh, going on 15, 20 minutes, and Ricky walks in. He goes down behind the tables and goes all the way to the end, goes over here on the wall and gets a chair and sits down at the very last one. Okay. So I go, well, at least he showed. Right. Well, I'm watching, and the first uh, kid that – gives him a ball, he takes the ball and rolls it back to him. He said, the Mets said I had to be here, but I don't have to sign. Oh, wow. Whoa. To a kid? Wow. To anybody. That's the way he was. Something. He, I, caught him in, I caught him in Lauderdale when you're Yankees, and I had an 8 by 10. Just, I waited him out outside in the parking lot, like you said. I sat out there three hours. He comes out, and I go, Ricky, I got this uh, 8 by 10 here. I appreciate if you'd sign it for me. I ain't signing that. What do you mean? He goes, you go sell that. I said, well, what am I going to get for it, $10? I said, yeah. <laughs> and of course, that pissed him off. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That sure. made him feel real so good. I, I definitely didn't get the autograph. <laughs> Man, that's that's incredible. So, Dave, is there, yeah. is there a group of people, like, is, is there other people like you that this is kind of their life hobby? Like, do you have, like, a local there are a collection of people? There's a ton. You, I, there are guys I have been seeing in spring training for Okay. Uh, I met one of my very best friends now from New Jersey 17 years ago at, at, at in uh 
let's see where we're at. We're in Jupiter there with the Cardinals and the Marlins and uh, big old guy from Jersey, uh, Jersey accent. I mean, and we were talking, and that was 17 years ago. Now I fly to Jersey to visit him and his family, and they fly to Louisville to visit us. And, wow. And you, you, you'll see the same people. You're in. I got guys from West Virginia. I got guys from New York. I got guys from I got guys from Florida that I that they'll call me when you coming down and they'll take their vacation and and run with me. I mean it's it's such a you'll see people every year at some ballpark that you know or have seen for five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. That makes sense to me. Now, shared interest. Now, yeah. are these other people trying to sell these things? Is it a business for them, or are they like you and they're just collecting? What's bad with with the uh, eBay and with all the stuff like that that has been uh, yeah popped up. Uh, a lot of people now are selling their stuff, which that's their prerogative. That's just not me. Like I said, I'm very old school, mm-hmm. and I do it for the love of the game. But uh, more and more people that I know are selling it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that's just the beast it's become. Yeah, you know, and I know, and again, and I know a lot of these guys probably feel like they're just, you know, they see an adult, so they're like, oh, they're just trying to make right. money off of me. Exactly. That's what I tell Eli. I'm like, you ask them because you've got a better chance of getting the autograph oh, than yeah, me. Because for I sure, mean, I, you know, and golfers are the same not, way. Not going to do anything for me. The but, go- golfers yeah. are the same exact way. I mean, that's that's how it is on the tour. Yeah. Dave, have you ever had your collection appraised? Do you have any idea what it's worth? Never had it appraised. Uh, two years ago, well, longer than that, I guess. We were getting ready to move, my wife and I, and she goes, "What are we going to do with all this stuff?" Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, Chuck Shup was the man at Louisville Slugger who handled every single major league contract. He'd been there 35 years, and that's where David Hunt, they have their big auction in November at the mm-hmm. Louisville Slugger Museum. So he goes, Dave, why don't, why don't you let me introduce you to my buddy, uh, Dave Hunt, and uh, he can help you get rid of some of this stuff. Okay. So I went down to – it came that November. I went down, and uh, Chuck introduced me to him, and uh, he said, I'd like to see your collection. So – he flew to the into my house and uh, looked at it and said, "It's a hell of a collection. I'd love to auction it off for you." Right. He said, "I normally charge seventeen percent." He goes, "I'll charge you fifteen if you let me take some of this stuff." Okay. And I said, "Well, I don't know if I can do it or not." I said, "Let me talk to my wife." And long story short, I said, "Okay, I'll get rid of." Uh, I had so many. Ba- I had a back collection, unbelievable. All gamers. Okay. A lot of them autographed. Yeah. I even had a Sarahata Obat from Japan, the all-time home run. Sure. I wow. had uh, Robin Yacht, Paul Molitor, Dave Winfield, Reggie Jackson, uh, you name him. I had him. Uh, okay. Rod Carew, Harmon Killebrew. Ooh. Uh, a couple good ones. Uh, I mean, Karya Skrimsky. Uh, no Ricky Henderson. <laughs> no Ricky Henderson. Oh, I got a Ricky Henderson bat, but it's not been signed. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but uh, she goes, we need to get rid of some of this stuff. I think you should. So he had uh, his assistant fly down from Pennsylvania on a Wednesday night, and he came straight to my house, and we looked at the stuff, and uh, he said, uh, well, you want to get rid of them? I said, I don't want to get rid of nothing, but I said, I know I need to. I said, okay. I can't keep collecting it's necessity. Yeah, got nowhere to put it. Yeah. So I got about four or 500 baseballs together and probably four or 500 eight by 10s and uh, – Probably 98% of my bats, um, all of my jerseys, but maybe one or two, um, a bunch of cards unopened in wax boxes. Yeah. 
uh, all my cap collection just about from different teams and okay. players. Yeah. Uh, batting gloves people had given me and signed. Uh, Hell of a collection there. I, I got rid of a ton of stuff. Oh, so you got rid of uh, it. Okay. All right. He took it and auctioned it, uh, and I'd get a check one month for 8000 next month for 20000 next month for 3000 and he did it in increments. He, he picked his time. He said he didn't want to do, it all, do it all at yeah. once. So um, he put it at different shows he had. And if you, okay. go, if you go online, he's got a show just about, I think he's the largest guy in the United States, Dave Hunt Auction. Okay. Hmm. And um, after doing that, I have literally laid in bed at night and lost sleep. I hated that I did it. So, oh, I believe it. So bad. I mean, that was your life's passion. Yeah, I mean, it. and I had so many stories how I got this right. bad. Sure. How I got that signed. How oh, I got, yeah, I could see that. That's the thing. You collect it yourself, and you, you put the time and the energy, and you actually are in person getting this autograph right. and meeting people. It's not like these. It's a life experience. It's not like these new age collectors mm-hmm. where they're, you know, A, the digital cards, which uh, is kind of bizarre. Yep. But, I had a um, George Brett bet, and I called him in uh, Haines City in Florida spring training. And he was coming off the practice field. He was in civvies. He'd already retired then. And he's there's a fence like this iron railing is like a cattle herd you walk okay. in the clubhouse so fans lined up against that fence and waiting for the players so brett was one of the first ones off so here he comes everybody goes, oh, there's george brett there's george brett so i was about third in line and he got to me and i i had his gamer bat and i said mr brett would you sign this bat please and he literally jerks it out of my <laughs> hand and one of my best buddies from Louisville was with me and he goes that's my bat i didn't say anything he goes this is my bat you, you stole this bat, and I go, no, Mr. Brett, I I didn't steal your bat. Well, this is my this is really my bat. This is my this is my bat. That's all okay. he kept saying. Right. And I go, I did not steal your bat. I, he said, Well, where'd you get it? Okay. Well, I didn't think it was any of his business, but I said I got it from a friend of mine who played in the big leagues against you. Okay. Which that's where I got it. Right. Who was it? What's his name? <laughs> I'm going, geez, he's getting me to third degree over this bat. Okay. I said, Mr. Brett, I'd I really appreciate it if you'd sign my bat. I just kept ignoring his questions. Right. And not so, beat me with it. <laughs> so, <apparently. laughs> That's good. So he takes the bat and he, he standing up there. He lays it down on his knee. and he has, I give him a blue Sharpie. And he signs the bat. And when he's done, he does like that. And he writes on his pants. Oh, my God. He went off. <laughs> He literally – he didn't sign for n- n- nobody else in the line. He got mad because he wrote on himself, and, and he goes, that better be on eBay for the day's over as he's walking off. Uh, and I said, no, Mr. Brett, I'm hanging it in my bathroom. Oh, that's hilarious, hanging uh, it in my bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> right above the crap. <laughs> wow, so that, what that's a story. That's what I miss, getting rid of a bat like that. Yeah, the yeah. stories. The stories yeah, that came stories. with it. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. So you got rid of most of your collection then? I, I kept my Mantle, uh, my Don Mattingly, my 64 Yankee World Series Black Bat, which those are really hard to come uh-huh. I had a few of those. Uh, I'm trying to think what other Yankee bat I had. But, and then a couple of bats of friends of mine who played in the big leagues. I, I've got one bat rack now with about six bats on it where I had – well, I think I've still got a Petroya and a couple of bats in my – ball card room there that I didn't get signed that I forgot to give them so I probably got instead of having 300 bats I probably got 12 <laughs> oh wow 
in his ball card room. <laughs> yeah, ball card room. Yeah. Hey, well, when you have yeah. a room, you've got a collection. Right. Well, <laughs> honestly, I got two rooms. <laughs> oh, you got two rooms. You, you got go. a collection. So, I mean, Dave, how did you allow? Look, if if I'm going to tell my wife that I'm going to go spend seven thousand dollars on a baseball card, I don't know that we're going to stay married. So, I, how did you how did you pull all this off? Uh, my wife always told me, if you ever piss me off. All those bats are going to be in the fireplace. We're going to start a hell of a bar. She said that her whole life, but she was so good. She hated getting autographs. Okay. I mean, we'd go, and most of the time she'd stay at the condo or wherever, but right. when I took her, she goes, don't ask me to get no autographs. Don't ask me to get no autographs. So, uh, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And honestly, it, I can, does. I, it kind of does me too, so yeah. I understand that. So we, we were at the Astro Camp, and Bagwell and Bijo were the you know two big guys there mm-hmm. in, in Lance Berkman, but – those were always the two big ones, and they only signed one. A lot of players will sign eight, three, five. Uh, some players will sign one. The mm-hmm. bigger the player, mm-hmm. the fewer they sign. Sure. Trust me. Sure. So those guys would only sign one. So I'd had an eight by ten on each and got them, and I had duplicate eight by tens. Okay. Different poses. So they came out, and Carol's sitting there in the car. And I run over to the window. I said, come on, they're out here in the park. There's only 15 people. She goes, I'm not doing it. I said, come on, man. So she got out of the car and got me another bag wheel and got me another Bijou. Right, she okay. literally hated doing that I stuff. I bet. She loved Steve Sachs. Okay. We went to Dodger Town. Why? I don't know why. I, think, I guess she thought he was good looking. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. All right, all right, all right. Good, that good makes athlete, sense. Okay. Good looking guy. Sure. So uh, we're standing there outside Campy's bullpen, which is the clubhouse, and the players are coming out slowly and uh, – Sax come out and she goes, Give me a sax card. Give me a I said, What? <laughs> she said, great. Give me a Steve yeah. Sax card. So she ran up to him, which I could not believe, and his back was turned to her. So she's standing there and he turns around and goes, Woo! And it scared her to death. You know, he was just cutting up with her and she, she couldn't even speak. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> He goes, Would you like me to sign that, ma'am? Oh, that's she great. Goes, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's about the only time I know she willingly got an autograph. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, you know, look, I'll be honest with you. I expected to see a a collection of memorabilia. I I didn't realize how many autographs you have. And really, that's what makes stuff valuable. That's what makes stuff valuable. Yeah, memorabilia valuable is the autograph. Now, how do you – but to your point, now you haven't had any of this graded. How do you prove? How do you prove that somebody? Unless, a, do you have pictures of any of this? Or I've, I've got a lot of photographs of like Gary Carter uh, giving me his bat and signing it for me in spring training, uh, walking along the path there with Hank Aaron or somebody signing for me. My wife or buddies would take a picture. I have been on the Florida Magazine. I've been in the Baltimore Orioles paper. Uh, WHAS has done three specials. ABC's done one on me. Um, Courier Journal has done a feature on me and another article on me. And paper out in uh, St. Matthews has done an article on me. Wow. Uh, okay. So I've, if you're into sports cards, you know this guy. You know. Yeah. You know who Dave is. Well, I, like p- friends of mine were running to somebody in Chicago, and they said, "Yeah, buddy. Oh, I know Dave King. He's got a hell of a collection." But okay, I, I've I've been around long enough that a lot of people know me. And if they don't know me personally, they know my name. They know yeah, you. and yeah, that guy's legit. You know, he's he's been collecting his whole life. Or yeah, I see him in spring training every year. I know every autograph he gets sure. to it. So th- I've not done anything to certify myself. I mean, I, yeah. like I said, I'm old school. If you if you know me, you know my words good. My autograph's good. So I tell you, man, what you should have done 
is you should have just opened up a little shop where people come in and just look at it all. That's what your and, uncle uh, and not Jack even said it. Well, honestly, I, I mean, my son been way into going and looking at oh, all yeah. this stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, not selling it, but just but well, I mean, I guess just everything has it. a price, but but just be, letting people kind of like a um, museum or like a Hall of Fame type thing. I mean, yeah. golly, well, that'd been cool. That that's happened a lot. Me, like I said, I worked at the courthouse. Uh, I would have a judge come down and say, can I bring my kid over to your house tonight and see your attorney would come in my office and say, Dave, my my son wants to come by. And I've had that happen. So your house turned into a museum. I've had that happen uh, 200 times, Mm -hmm. not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, a retired police officer, I don't know from Adam, uh, knew I moved in the subdivision. He called me up out of sky blue and said, my name's so-and-so. He said, uh, my son's a police officer. He said, your son told me you moved in here. He said, can I come by and look at your Yankee stuff? Okay. <laughs> and I never heard of the guy or met him. And <laughs> so I get that all the time. Still. All right. So so we're a travel ball podcast. Right. You know, we're dealing with kids yep. for the most part. Uh, is, is this a hobby that kids can get into and should get into? Or what do they need to do to, you know, just get into the cards? Have a dad with a pocketbook nowadays, which is sad to say. Oh, that's right, because it's so expensive. I, every penny I got cutting grass as a ten-year-old kid, I ran right to the store and bought a nickel pack of cards. <laughs> and, and and you know, the, I kept. A, I've got a pack right now from 1960, and it's never been opened. And it shows a Mickey Mantle card inside. You can see his name, oh, wow. and it's still in plastic. I mean, I've, golly, that's incredible. And, wow. and, That'd be killing me. <laughs> You know it's there. I, I feel sorry for today's kid because they can't go to Target, yeah. like right. you said a while yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. and buy, and buy a damn anything. car. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because when I grew up in the 80s, uh, I, I would go grocery shopping with my mom to help her, and, and my reward was to get a get a big old sling <laughs> pack of cards yeah. for a dollar or whatever yeah. it was. Same. And, Same. and, that's what and I would go trade them with my friends <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's, that's what it was to me. Yeah. That's what the hobby was to me. All this autograph and PSA grading and yeah. NFT stuff is way over my head. JSA, and, you know, man. My, that's all you hear. JSA. Yeah, my my son's into it, but it, it's hard. It, it's hard to keep up. I feel sorry for up. kids today. I really do. I hate it because mm-hmm. I loved it, and I couldn't wait. I invented a baseball game. I took a flipper from a, a Disney Babes in Toyland game and marked everything out on it and put single, double, out, fly, and I'd flip it, and I'd, I'd have my nine players yeah. in the field, my cards, and I'd have a batter come. And yeah. I, I used to. Every day I played that game. That sounds like I, something my son would do. That's I invented awesome. my own game and did yeah. that. I mean, that's how I love baseball cards. Yeah. Well, so if you're, let me ask you both this question. So if you're collecting cards right now, what type of card, what, what brand should a kid be looking to collect? Well, the most available are Tops. Okay. Period. And are Tops still the, the, the high end? Well, Tops owns it all. They own it all now. They own Bowman. They own, they own, they used to, well, there's no flavor. They own Donner. They own everything. Okay. So they've got a monopoly on it. And Bowman well, is probably your most popular card, our most expensive. You well, agree? Well, Tops is the only, um, gosh, what's the word? <sighs> they the licensings for all the logos. Right. Okay. So you get something off the Tops brands. These players aren't going to have the logo on their hats it or their Mets name or on their Yankees. jersey. They can't, like put the, they can't put the team name on the so cards. So the Donruss doesn't have any of that on so it. The Donruss and the Paninis and all right. these specialty cards, while some of them are valuable and they right. get some of these cool-looking cards with mm-hmm. autographs, mm-hmm. they don't have the emblems or the logos I got on you. them. Which, okay, okay. Which that you want to see. You know. Yeah. So Tops is the only one that can do Tops that. Tops is on, right now. 
hopefully that doesn't change. You know, maybe it will. <laughs> but um, yeah, right now, tops and the top brands like Bowman and anything tops owns, you can have the logos on. Interesting. Okay. You know, when you see an Aaron Judge, you, you want to see an NY, right. you don't want to see a black cap. Well, exactly. And that's what he's just a plain about. gray yeah, yeah, yeah. jersey. I mean, you. you okay, know. and then obviously, I mean, this is a, a novice question, but obviously, you're looking for rookie cards, right? That's a more valuable card as a rookie card. Is is there? And then you had mentioned kind of all these different series. Is there? Is there more than one rookie card? Do they have all these different kinds of cards now? Yeah. Or like Bowman has the prospects and the first, you know, their first Bowman card <laughs> and Chrome. You got these chromes, and you got these metallics, and these refractors, and yeah, money, yeah. right? I, right. So what me and my son look for, like our more valuable cards to us, because we're kind of low end, but they have numbered cards. You know, they they restrict the amount of printed runs of mm-hmm. these cards to mm-hmm. whatever. You know, let's say it's out of fifty. You know, you got the fourth card out of fifty. Sure. Stuff like that. The autographs, obviously. Um, and now autographs come in packs. That never used to be the case. Either. Yeah, you can get lucky, uh, that, and that's what we do. We we buy the packs and we we get lucky. So we we've been fortunate enough to get lucky. What a do few you times. got there, Rick? What's your best one? So what what kind of started the whole what r- ramped up the craze for my son was this Ronald Acuna Jr. card. Okay. Now while it's not his rookie, it was this year's card. Um, you know, we pulled it back in the spring, and it's out of 10. I think it's number 7 out of 10. And it's actually signed. It's it's a certified autograph through Tops, and it has a piece of his jersey. Great card. That is a great card. What's that worth, Rick? I have no idea. <laughs> See, that's what people ask me all the time, T. Whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't – I used to buy Beckett's years ago, uh-huh. mainly because he was on the cover. Uh-huh. Like okay. Mickey yeah. Mantle and people like that. But – I'm not in it to for the dollar. I'm yeah. in it for the collection. And I understand. Somebody will say, "Well, Dave, what the heck's that worth?" I don't know. You'd have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Most well, people go on eBay. Yeah, exactly. But a card like that, I've looked. You know, it's out of ten, so there's got to be nine other people with that card willing to sell it and to put it up on eBay to know what it's worth. You know, for me. Interesting. So I have. So no there's idea. no way to figure out what that might be worth. Have you ever looked to see if anybody's selling that one? Uh, I looked when we first got it. Yeah, and, and then we what couldn't out find there? it. So. Interesting, and, and maybe it's still in a pack. Some, you know, that maybe there's some of them still in packs. I'm just sure it's on there today. I bet so. you could find a price on it if you went online. Yeah. But in our opinion, I'm gonna, it's not here we so. go. <laughs> I'm gonna find out while you guys keep talking. He was here. really excited the other night. Uh, so I, I, we have a bunch of packs that I stored up that we've been fortunate enough to get. And uh, while this isn't a Tops brand, uh, this was our first one of one card that we pulled, and it's Sweet. a local kid, Joe Adell who uh, just kind of exploded this year a little bit here in the last few weeks. I think he hit a grand slam last night to kind of win the game for the awesome. Angels. So and what kind of card is that, Rick? So this is a top Series 1 2021 patch autograph. You all keep talking. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> Out of 10. <laughs> He's working. This is, this is going to take a minute. Yeah, you know, I, I've got some rookie cards. You asked me earlier about getting rookie cards signed, uh, real old rookie cards I would never dream of. But back when, like, Chipper Jones and Jeter were rookies, oh, yeah. I fortunate enough I got both of them under. Were they the same rookie class? 
No, they're no, not. Okay. But okay. but I got both of them on there. I, I got, on their rookie year? Yeah, okay. I, I, I lucked up and got a few cards in spring training of some guys that turned out to be phenomenal ball players yeah. down the road. And That's awesome. Of course, Jeter and Chipper were two of them. Yeah, we hang on to those rookies that we've gotten now, hoping hoping they end up being somebody special, you know? Yeah, I think Otani, man. I think that rookie card is going to be worth something. Yeah, that was a few that, years he's a ago. special player. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a rookie story. Everybody in spring training still today, he's first round draft pick, and they'll run up and get him on a $25, $30 baseball. And they go, You're not getting him, Dave? I said, Nope. Well, he's number one prospect. I said, Yep. <laughs> Back when Greg Olson of the Orals in the 80s was a rookie of the year, okay. I went and got him on a sweet spot of American League baseball. And today that ball might be worth a dollar <laughs> because he turned out to be, his career was not what they thought right, it yeah. would be. So I tell everybody that asks me, I say, a guy's got to put 10, 12 years in for me before I get him on a ball. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, if he's a star, I'll get him on an 8 by 10. If he's a regular player, I'll get him on a card. But when I think he's got that status of a superstar or going to be a Hall okay. of Famer. He'll get him on a ball. Because the first seven, eight, ten times I saw Chipper Jones, it was on 8 by 10s and cards. Mm-hmm. And then later in his career, I said, this guy's going to be, be a ball player. Yeah. I said, I got chipper on three or four balls now, okay. but that's how I did it. And all my buddies go, that's a great idea. And I got one, my buddy from Jersey. He will get Mickey Mouse on a ball. I mean, I, he'll – He doesn't care. He don't care. Oh, that that guy is, a, is number seven in the Braves uh, projected. Right. I, oh, I said, Tony, don't waste your don't ball waste on your that time. guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Gotcha. <laughs> but he does. He, he That's all he gets signed is balls and bats. Especially now, baseballs are yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> $5 a pop at least. I, so, Rick, what I'm seeing here, so there's a 2020 version of this card. I don't, I can't find that one. Okay. There, there's a 2020 version that's that's going for like 200 bucks. Okay. So it's at least that I would say, if not think, more. Yeah, I would think more. Yeah, if if not more. So, Dave, talk to me about your scouting a little bit. Were you able to? Uh, did you did you find anybody that eventually made it to the big leagues? I was fortunate enough when they contacted me, they were interested in the American Association, which that's what Louisville was in at, okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, mm-hmm. in at that time years ago. And they wanted me to scout the teams in that league only. So I didn't even have to travel. Okay. I could stay right here in Louisville. Yep. I did go to a few ballparks when they wanted to give me a, give another report on somebody that already sent one in. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't coming to town again. Mm-hmm. I'd go wherever he was at. But I basically got to stay here in Louisville most of the time and scout these guys. And, and on my forums, it had certain things they were looking for, like uh, a pitcher, of course, control, velocity, uh, how many pitches does he have. Yep. Uh, then outfielders, speed from home to first. You okay. Know, clock them. Uh, can he hit the ball behind the runner? Does I mean, they, they were looking for a lot of the fundamental things. I that, understand. That a lot of people don't think about. You okay. Know, get up here and hit a home run or get up here and hit a double. But they were looking for – and another major thing, they wanted me to talk to the trainers and see what kind of health-wise these guys were at. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to maybe get a player who had a bad leg or somebody didn't know something about him. So, you know, I'd go to the trainers and I'd go, what kind, what kind of shape is so-and-so in? I said, yeah. is, he, is his arm good? Or I said, is, 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 he, is he fast? Has he got bad luck? A lot of little silly questions you never think to ask. Sure. I, would, I would have to ask. And that was an interesting part of it, which I really enjoyed doing, uh, getting to know the ins and outs of some of these players I was looking at. Who's the best you ever scouted? Hitting-wise, I'd have to say definitely Rafael Palmeiro. And it, that guy he, could hit. He, he'd have been a Hall of Famer if it hadn't been for, that guy uh, could hit. for his problem he had. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Randy Johnson was wild as hell when I saw him <laughs> pitch. I mean, he was 6'10 and just – 
Okay. You were afraid to dig in, man. <laughs> let me, so let me ask you that, Dave. So you're watching Randy Johnson pitch at an early age before he's in the majors, I'm assuming, right? right. right. Did, you, did you yeah. think this guy's going to be as good as he, was gonna, he ended no, up being? No, hell no. <laughs> really? I, say, I, I told my buddy, when, I said, he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Nobody wants to get in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was 6'10", throwing it hard. Yeah. That's if for you sure. remember the All-Star game. Uh, uh, yeah, John, Cruck, John Cruck. John Cruck, yeah. Uh-huh. That he's was like, hilarious. <laughs> he wouldn't even get in the box. That's hilarious. When he no swung, part of like, that. oh, he didn't want a part of it. But, so you're saying yeah. that we, you, you passed on Randy Johnson, huh? I, I, my first report, I said, the guy's got potential. And that's all I put. You know, yeah. that's right. Because right. literally, he was everywhere. I mean, you didn't dig in, like I said. You, <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I had a college coach tell me, Rick, not, not too long ago. He was saying one of the things that they scout at high schools from a pitching perspective is how many 3-0 counts they get in. Hmm. And they want to avoid those guys. Sure, the guys that that get into a ton of three zero counts. They're gotcha. like, obviously, that's not you know. We oh. want to be ahead in counts. You got command um, issues. <laughs> command issues. Clearly, no matter what happens there, right. but but they chart three zero counts. Even if you come back to strike them out. Uh huh. You know. Yep. Well, well, now the pitch count is such a wild animal. I mean, my God, if a guy gets to a hundred pitches now, yeah. oh, oh my yeah. God, he's he threw a hundred one pitches. Yeah. Nobody's in the bullpen. <laughs> Back in the old days, when it was your turn to pitch, they gave you the damn ball and you right. pitched nine innings. <laughs> right. you pitched. That was your, that was your yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. I'm no relief or specialty <laughs> guy. Or, I mean, that's the way it was. But nowadays, oh my god, oh yeah, they baby these. Pitchers. It's all about arm care. Yes, sir. You know what I tell you? There's a lot of there's a lot of debate on what's right and what's not. We had Chris Burke on not too long ago, and Chris yeah. Chris was he thinks they don't throw enough. He was like he went the opposite direction. Right. What I've always heard. He was like, no nah, man, they need to throw more. And yeah, you know, he goes. It's, and then he'd be throwing curveballs right. at a younger age, and I thought that was nuts. But yeah. he 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 made a very compelling argument, and this is a guy that's been around a lot of baseball, yeah. Yeah. and he he's been seeing these studies, and you know he kind of goes the other direction on it. So it's interesting. It is. I used to see Chris uh, every year in spring training when he was with the Astros, and uh, I didn't know him personally, but I'd go up and go, "Hey, Chris, I'm Dave King from Louisville." Mm-hmm. Now he'd always sign anything I had. Oh, he's a great guy, super nice guy. Yeah. Sure, I went to high school with Chris. Chris is. Chris has always been a good dude, and he's you know he's a friend of the show too, which yeah. is nice. So I think he's gonna call the Little League World Series. We, uh, oh yeah, he, he's yeah. been on a few of the regional. Yeah, uh, he's been calling a lot. Already, yeah. He does a lot of the college, and then the kind of the younger yeah. stuff. He's nice kind of guy. the guru there for for ESPN. Nice guy. All right, Rick. Well, you got anything else before we ride this thing out? Not really. Uh, you know. I want to take him up on that museum tour of his house. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Me too. You I, guys are definitely more than welcome. Well, and if not, I mean, I, I'm got business. Well, like so, my uncle Jack, he's an entrepreneur. I'm sitting there thinking, hey, we need to go into business and create a little little place, man. People come look at your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd always had a, a dream of having a little tavern, like selling no al- no alcohol, just like beer and wine. Okay, and sandwiches and baskets with fry and just a. Place let's, where everybody wants to do neighbor. it. Yeah, and, I, and I was going to say I was going to put all my stuff on the wall, man. Just let. Oh, I mean, people, everybody. people would, people would come to that. Yeah, I was in New York before Mickey Mantle's restaurant closed there. It's uh, right across the street from Central Park. It's behind the plaza. And first time I went in, I was just like a baby in a candy shop. My wife was so embarrassed. Uh, after we ate, she was sitting there at the table, and I was literally going around leaning over, <laughs> over every people. corner. She goes, yeah. "Excuse him, please." And hey, he, and I've done it. And so, <laughs> like, so uh, we're bit both big U of L fans, and I and I've gone to that the, the Cardinal Hall of Fame restaurant just because I want to look around. around. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I think people would do this. Well, hey, we'll, yeah. we'll talk offline here about the food can be terrible too. You know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Exactly. All. <laughs> all right so once again we want to acknowledge our sponsors guardianbaseball.com 
So we actually had uh, one of the owners in the other day talking about Guardian Baseball, and man, they've got all the Mariucci bats now that you can get at a really good price. Um, they're partnering with all the big, big people. It used to be they were doing more closeout stuff, and they were kind of just trying to give you really good prices on things. But you really need to go to their website because there's some stuff that you can find there at an amazing price that you can't find at the big box stores. And then if you go put in Kentucky and a travel ball in the, the promo code section, you get an additional 15% off. So once again, Guardian Baseball. Yeah. Mr. Dave King, this has been an Thanks, absolute pleasure, pleasure, man. It was fun. I've enjoyed Thank you it. so much. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.